All right. Well, it's down with life. Anyway, welcome everybody. Uh, this is the Gunnerstown Pub Podcast Chat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit breathless, really. Uh, with me this evening, we're doing alphabetical order. Is uh, Charlie, how are you doing, Charlie? Good afternoon. Good evening, guys, I say. Yeah, I'm good, mate. What are you drinking tonight, Charlie? A bottle of Peroni. bottle of Peroni. Okay. And Mark, what are you having? A pint of vodka, mate, to uh, try and help <laughs> myself get over that shit show. Oh. Yeah, my, my apologies. That's, uh, that's Mark. Uh, yeah, one of those. Uh, I said on the last one, I don't know whether whoever was listening to the last one, I said it would be typical asking to go out on the away goals rule without actually playing at home game. Uh, and it was, it was just one of those tonight, but such a big moment. Such a big goal. And, uh, uh, yeah, let's try and go through the game from start to finish. Uh, start with you, Charlie. I thought the first half, we, without looking brilliant, yeah. we, we kind of ran the first half, didn't we, really? We did, but it just it was the same old us in a way, though, Gabs. You know, like, all the ball, all the possession, we got no real... I mean, I know the Bamiang score, we had one, this, like, the sack had one that was outside. Didn't really make the keeper work again, did we? That's all that possession, all the bit look good, not losing the ball. But we just, there's no real cutting edge, if you know what I mean. Just no real sort of like having shots, having pops. Didn't really do that. But we controlled the game and then obviously we'll talk about the goals. But it was all right in the first half. Yeah, Mark, we'll get, we'll get to the goal with you first, mate. Uh, I thought that's, that's where I want to see a Bangyang play more. I want to see him on the shoulder. And he times his run absolutely perfect and the ball was perfect for our first goal, yeah. Yes, but on I mean he couldn't you know, he couldn't have been uh better positioned to get away with the offside, which must have been really, really, really tight. Uh and the the, the you know, the, the slide pass through from uh Saka was just it was perfect, you know, and a great finish as well, you know. You, when you think about last week He's missed an absolute sitter, you know, an absolute sitter that 999 times out of a thousand he'd have finished. Must have been on his mind a little bit. So, you know, it shows it shows that uh, he's he's got a certain amount of character because he, he dinked that one over the keeper nicely. So, yeah, lovely goal. And, and just as Charlie says, you know, I mean, at that point, we were bossing the game, lots of ball, but, you know, it's, it's, it's going back to... Um, it's going back to the, the maybe the uh, Wenger teams that we had where we had uh, a lot of ball players who would keep the ball, pass it around, play it around, but not too much actual um, final, you know, final. Uh, yeah, so, um, but we were bossing it at that point. But, you know, it's Arsenal, isn't it? We've always got the ability to do something stupid and give another team a chance to get back in a game. Yeah, and I would you. Charlie for that one, mate. I mean, I'm not quite sure what else you should have done there. But it was fucking stupid, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, like, I mean get back to a Bamiang goal, as Mark said, unbelievable goal. And I said, Gav, to someone earlier on, it's an hour before the game, he owes us cut the goals tonight at Bamiang after that last week because the game should be dead. So, as, as what Mark alluded, I'm so happy he sort of... Um, Really put us through, really, didn't he? I mean, for his confidence, but with the goal we let in, silly free kick again, and we just 
the actual strike is nothing you can do with that, is it? Nothing at all. But no. Go on. Sorry, mate. My thing keeps cutting out. Sorry. No, it's all right, mate. Go on, carry on. Yeah, so yeah, we were letting that gold for half time just deflate. Do you think? Oh, here we go. Like, can once again we've just controlled the first half without really sort of stepping up the gear. Where you think? I just think you could. We could take. We could sort of do a little bit more decent final product at the end. We would. We would bury games off. I mean, the Leeds game was showed that that we we were sort of knocking the ball about, lots of shots on time, and you go in half three nil up, and you just feel a lot better about yourself. But for us, we always just allow teams to sneak back into it, don't we? And if we get a lead, we always allow them to do it. And that's, I think that's the thing we really need to, I mean, it's a bit too late now, but towards the end, the end of summer, it's that we really need to sort of like deal okay. with that sort of issue, yeah, address and sort of, it's just very frustrating watching us because guys, you're the same as me. You'd have seen it coming, wouldn't you? You can see you're very, very comfortable half time, but you know we've got that in us just to fucking let one in before half time. Yeah, like, I, mean, I, I think I was more disappointed in the first half. Like, it's very hard, and we do have issues breaking down teams that, you know, do sit high against us and do do a high press and do try, try and block things up. And Benfica, I thought, were very, very good at doing that. But I just didn't think there was the, the little spark of creativity. I, I weren't seeing the overlaps on both sides in the first half. And and yeah, like, like well, we all know, we all knew it was coming, didn't we? Do you know what I mean? It, it was just one of those. Uh, but again, we go in at half time. It's all level, and yeah, you've got a fancy from there, Mark, haven't you? You've got a fancy. It's all level at half time. We've had the majority of the ball, the majority of the play. You've got a fancy from there on in, haven't you? I don't. Well, I don't know, Gary. This is the problem. This is the problem we've got in the team at the moment. I, you know, I don't think that they have a great deal of, of self confidence at times. You know, and I think that 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 goal would have really knocked them back. So you know, they've got to go in. They've 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 let in. You know, it's a corking free kick. You know, but they've it's a poor free kick to give away. So they go in and and uh, having bossed most of the game, but not created a lot of, of clear-cut chances and that. And they've got to come out and then realise the thing is, in, in a game like that, that it only takes one stupid mistake and one goal for Benfica, and we need two. Mm. So, you know, they, they're going to come out, and it means that that 45 minutes is very is, is very different from the first 45, because now, you know, you, you're, you're playing a very much more a game where you have to be a little bit more risk-averse. And we just didn't, I don't know, we didn't seem that confident. And the longer the game went on, you could see that the problem we had was we had too too many ball players uh, and not enough players making runs. You know, Obama Young was the only one making runs. You know, very early doors, we nearly found him. Again, I think it was Odegaard played a lovely ball through to him and he, uh, Obama Young finished it. He was just offside. But, you know, he was the only one making the runs. And you, But you've got, Smith Rowe, uh, Sabaos, and you've got um, Erdegaard like trying to do that, and, and Saka as well. So you're sort of thinking, well, you got you know, you got a lot of talent there, but there's not who's actually going to finish it if there's only the one guy doing it. And um, and it's just like we need. I think we needed to change it up. And um, and uh, you know, I mean, I don't know what you, I, I'll let, let you you have a chat about the subs and that because some of the subs were a bit odd. Yeah, no, I, I thought they were Charlie. I mean. Going on the starting lineup, I mean, I was pretty happy. I don't know how you feel about that, but 
as the first half went on, I just felt that Arteta was trying to literally shoehorn Smith Rowe onto the pitch now, and he's playing playing him in a position where it's not doing him him any favours, and it's certainly not doing us any favours. He's not as affected there, is he? No, like I say, I mean, it, it, it's almost like everything was going down the right in the first half and sort of nothing down the left, where and it's normally the reverse. Yeah, so, I mean, when I see the starting line-up, to be honest with you, I mean, I thought, I thought we had said, I know it won all last week, I thought we controlled the game, dominated, as I said earlier on, which is probably not a good thing always, because there's no... But I was quite... I wasn't surprised with the starting line I was quite happy with it. My only thing I maybe would have changed was I think Cedric's been excellent at left-back position and he's got actually a good farm delivering the ball and Bellerin for me, defensively I've got real no issues with him. I just think Bellerin gets into that final third and he's, he didn't do it that much tonight because he wasn't in that much position to do so but in previous games he saw his final ball into the box and it's a little bit, there's nothing on it or it's weak. So I was I would like to see Cedric coming at right-back to be honest. I think, be, I think he's been playing well, I think he deserves his chance. Obviously, if Tierney's fit, there's no doubt, obviously, he starts. But oh. going into the second half, as well with the subs that Mark mentioned, I mean, I've seen on Twitter and stuff looking during the game, people are slating Arteta with some of his subs. And sometimes he does. I mean, a lot of people are talking about, where's Martinelli? Where's Martinelli? Which I get people want him to be that new star and come on. But he had, when did he come on this season? And the game, I know there's very few. He hasn't really done nothing to me to light up and I think he deserves a starting space or ahead of certain people at the minute and William got criticised for coming on to be fair William set up the goal that Tierney got and he's done a few other few things I know he gets he gets very heavily criticised William but tonight when he came he didn't do nothing wrong he actually done all right so yeah I agree with you there I do agree what with you reckon, Mark? Right, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go back to the start of the second <laughs> half which uh, like I say we started off with all the, the best intentions of the world and they scored, Mark, from one of our fucking teams. I mean, if there's anything more Arsenal, it was that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, I, again, it goes back to uh, the levels of communication when we are defending. Uh, you know, that is just a long ball that is hoofed forward. Uh, and you just expect that whoever's underneath it, be they a central midfielder or a defender, they're going to get their head on it and they're going to try and knock it back the way it's come or knock it over towards the touchline wide. What you don't do is you don't try and head it back to your goalkeeper when there's a forward there. Now, if he can't see that forward, that's pretty piss poor. But to be honest, he's got to be getting a shout there. Someone has got to give him a shout to tell him away. You know, They've got to tell him, give him some kind of help because if he can't see him, he needs some help. And again, the nearest defender to him is 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 Bellerin, and I, you know, I just don't think that Bellerin is naturally a very good defender. Um, I don't think he helped the situation on uh, Sunday with uh, Sterling Zedar no, by communicating. He, he he's not he's not. Don't get me wrong. He's not the only one, but he, you know, he's 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 involved in a lot of the stuff where lack of communication causes problems. And that 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 didn't help Sabayos, but Sabayos, that was just it was an it was an abysmal decision for him to do that. And um, you know, he, he must have gone off and gone and tried to dig himself a big hole in the dressing room to dive into, I should think. Yeah, no, I would have thought so. 
just on the point of the subs, sorry, just to go back to the point that, that, that Charlie made. I know what you're saying about William. I think the, 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 about, but you're saying about get, Martinelli hasn't, hasn't come on and done it. Martinelli's not getting a chance. Now, this, this is something bizarre. And we, when we, I was on there a few weeks back and we spoke about the issues with Willian and the subs and that. And it, this is going to run and run and run. You know, why is he bringing Willian on? He can bring Pepe on, who's done all right when playing out on the left. He could bring Martinelli on and give him a run, you know, because he's going to, he, he's going to do that. But he brings Willian on. And the problem is that Willian is, is, is not in form. And that, you know, when you're, when you need two goals, that's not the time to bring on the geezer that needs a bit of play to, to try and get his head back up. Yeah. So I think that's why, why people are moaning is no, that no, why I, doesn't I Martinelli you, get that agree. chance? I do agree with you on it, mate. I'm, I'm just saying, normally I'll be the first one to say, fucking what the hell was that decision about? And at the time I thought, oh, fuck, I'm odd. But I'm just saying, for me, it wasn't the right tactic at the time. But when he come on, he actually did all right for once. You know what I mean, I mean for Pepe, Pepe Gav knows this, for Pepe, I like Pepe a lot. And even mm. since he's played on that left, I thought he's been excellent the last few games he played on the left. And mm. it baffled me a couple of weeks ago. Arteta said something about what well, Arteta uh, Pepe really finally find a bit of form. It was good in training. And I joked on Twitter as a tweet, going, "Oh, that means he'd be sub Sunday now." And he yep. was. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Hang on, you just yep. beat him up. That like, this is his time now to shine." And he put him on the bench. And I, I, I was yeah. baffled by it. No, I think I think that's one of the things that Arteta is. Uh... He's, 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 he's struggling with that. He says a lot of things that that then he then acts the other way. Uh, and I think that's, that's, yeah, that, that's why a lot of, a lot of the fans are, are concerned about it because, you know, not only does he make some odd decisions, but he comes out with stuff like that. You, you can guarantee you could probably put a bet on the next time he goes, oh, he's doing really well, this guy, you know, put a bet on him being on the bench next game. So yeah, it is a bit odd. Yeah, it's got... I, like I say, I don't, because I, I watch the stream, I, I'm not sitting there on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever, or, you know, I, I very even rarely look at my phone whilst the game was on. Um, but God's on that Willian got absolute dog's abuse uh, on every single forum and in everybody's single minds when he came, when he came on. Uh, obviously, we're forgetting that they then scored again. Uh on the 67th minute, sorry, the 61st minute, uh, putting us basically needing two goals. And at that point, I'm thinking, that's it, really. I mean, I don't think, you know, I, I, I just couldn't, I just weren't thinking that they actually had the bottle for the fight. And then we get the equaliser on the evening, Charlie. Uh, and it's the player, the one player on the pitch, the one Arsenal player, he's actually got the bottle, hasn't it? Yeah, no, I mean, Kyrgyz is the main, isn't he? I mean, we, we're a different team when he plays than when he isn't. But really, to be honest, he's a uh, leadership material. Been absolutely excellent when he's fit and he's playing for us. And we needed that right, right at that moment. And, and the finish to take the, as you said, to, to the arsehole and scruff for the net. And I said earlier on in the show about we're not shooting. Got the boy, had a shot. Do you know what I mean? He got the shot, got on target, anything can happen. And it was a great finish. It happened, it, it, it come really at the right time we needed that. But even after we scored that goal, the moments in that game, I'm watching, I'm talking to my mates on WhatsApp and stuff. And I was like, you couldn't tell me who the team was chasing the, the, the game. Do you know what I mean? We were like playing it about the back and just letting them pass it about the back. There was no real urgency for it. And 
And as you mentioned just a minute ago, Gav, with the look, when we went two one down there, you do think, fuck, that, we ain't got in us here, have we? We haven't. Do you know what I mean? So looking on a positive side of it, I mean, I mean, there's lots of negatives around Arsenal at the minute, and it does seem doomed, doomed, and everyone's waiting for us to fail. But hopefully, this it's a lift for the club because they have shown a bit of arsehole tonight. Being two one down in that situation, turn it around, getting that goal from TNE. Sit us on to whatever. Like, fair play to them, do you know what I mean? Hopefully they fucking lift themselves now. I think, cool, we can go and do this. Bit more confidence in yourself. Mark mentioned it. They look like a team devoid of any confidence. So hopefully that when that Tierney goal did lift up, I mean we did click on. And Tierney is uh, we talk about him every week, don't we? How good he is when he does play. Every game. Every game we talk about him. Who we haven't spoke about tonight, Mark, which I think uh it weren't his greatest game, but Two two great assists, and you you can't you can't knock Saka, can you? Do you know what I mean? He's producing really quiet, like he was tonight. He's still producing the goods, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I think after the game last week, you could see already in that match how uh, uh, they were aware of what he could uh, what he could do, and 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 they were very worried about him. So I think the same thing happened this week. You know, they were very very cognizant of the fact that he he's our He's our main man at the moment, you know. He's a 19-year-old lad carrying carrying the team, to be honest, a lot of the time. So, um, yeah, I think they made it difficult for him. Again, as I say, I think, you know, if he... He he, he doesn't... He's he's very similar in a lot of ways to the other ball players that, that we had playing. And I think we just had too many. And I think we needed to, to change one of them. I, I'd have, personally, I'd have taken Sabayos off uh, at the start of the second half, and um, which might have been a good idea actually, given what happened, um, and and put on party because I just think we we didn't have enough drive in the midfield. We just had a lot of a lot of ball players. Um, but Saka, I mean, like you know, the, the pass for the first one was superb. When when he gets his chance, I mean, um, he, he had a bit of a swing at one on on uh, with about fifteen left. Uh, on his right foot, but you know he's 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 got in there and made the chance himself. So, but it was what what concerned me was the point at which when he brings uh, Lacazette on, who really came on and I think he was on for about fifteen minutes and was more or less ineffectual as far as I could tell. But he takes Bellerin off, which means then that Saka's got a, Saka makes that drop back to right back, which I think killed our flow for a while because you know it takes a little while for him to gradually start to creep back up the pitch, uh, which, is, as we know, eventually, thank, thankfully, he did. Yeah. No, I mean, like I say, it was... I mean, Ceballos, even, like I say, even though he, he balls up for the free kick for them and then he balls up for their goal, he wasn't dreadful tonight. But as you're saying, it's just more somebody who who's like that. There wasn't anybody sort of... And this happens too often. And I know uh, Mike, uh, who's often on these podcasts, speaks about it where players actually receiving a ball in the half turn. So they're receiving the ball, in, the, the ball in a position where they've already beaten the one man and then they can drive on. And it seems like there's not a lot of that actually going on at the moment. So I do understand that. I, I, say, I just didn't think we had any real sort of width or balance, really. Uh, but... And, Again, Charlie, the uh, the fella from Norway. I'm still a little bit fifty-fifty on him. You? 
Sorry, Dad, just dropped out. Who was that? Oh, sorry, Mr. Odegaard. Odegaard, man. I'm trying, I'm trying to 50 50 on, on what he's actually bringing to the party at the moment. If I'm being I think, honest. Um, he, got, he does some nice through balls and stuff like that, doesn't he? He's nice. I mean, he was a Barcelona Cup quite well. We're quick one cut past to try to get the ball moving. But it weren't one of his best games tonight. I mean, he was a bit ineffective. Um, but that, that can happen with when you play that number 10 role, which he's in, and defend and Benfica defended so deep. They were literally playing literally like a, a back four and and like defensive midfielders in front of him. There's no space for him. Do you know what I mean? As well, so that is hard. But I mean, it's hard for him because Smith Rowe was doing so well in that position, and and, and Smith Rowe seems to be the one that's had his nose put out, joint and put out left. He's always going to get a bit of stick as well for that because people want to see Smith Rowe there. So, but you know, you understand it. Also, it's his third game for us or third or fourth game for us. You know what I mean, so he ain't going to come and hit the ground running straight away. But he'd he done, he done all right. I mean, nice little touches and passes and through balls and stuff. But you do want to see a little bit more. Same again, grab the game by the bollocks a bit and maybe sort of be a bit more attacking, force the issue. Do you know what I mean? Because he, he, Saka was one putting a force through to a Bamiang and stuff. But no, I mean, he's got to have time, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? He's new for a new league. He ain't played much this season for Real Madrid. So it's going to be difficult for him. But he, he didn't he didn't look out of place there, though. Do you know what I mean? He didn't cost us. He didn't sort of... He weren't someone you think, oh, get him off, he's playing rubbish. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It, it was just it was just an average performance. It weren't sort of like Yeah, you're not, I know. You're not gonna name him as one of the best players this season, but you're not gonna say he was absolutely toilet. But yeah, but I'm just sort of waiting for if he is replacing Smith Rowe, who in the middle, who had a run of about five or six games, uh, where he was bloody brilliant. It, it, he changed our season, didn't he, really, let's be honest. Yeah. One of those, it's weird. Anyways, we'll go on to the, uh, I think the first time I jumped off my seat, all blinking season, if I'm being honest, Mark. Um, <laughs> Saka's put the ball over, and again, a bang-yang, right place, right time, nods it in. BT are looking for every single angle, and they're supposed to try and get it called off by a bar. But again, cracking goal. Yeah, I mean... You, you know, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd made a, I'd sent a tweet out a few minutes before that that, you know, just knocking long balls into the box for Aubameyang to fight for was pretty pointless. I still think it is, but that's what I'm talking about. It's just like knocking a long ball in and, and asking him to try and beat the likes of Otamendi and Batonga. And I just don't see that happening. But the difference there is, is that Saka knows where Aubameyang is and he knows where to put it and he makes that cross you know, so so inviting, and as long as Aubameyang stays on side, which obviously he must have done just about again because it did look tight, um, he couldn't miss that header. You know, it's just it's a simply get your head on it and it's going in. It's it's the cross. You know, it's just it's it's beautiful, and it's again it's it's Saka. It's an, it's the nineteen year old lad digging us out of trouble, and we we can't you know we can't keep expecting him to be doing this because. You know, uh, and and I'm talking sort of throughout the rest of the season. I mean, like he may he may uh, he may struggle at times physically just because we're asking him to play so many games. You know, he's not he's not getting a rest that like some of the other lads are getting. Um, and also, then you've got to think about if he carries on playing like this, he's going to the Euros. If he goes to the Euros and then he starts next season, and this is all sort of you know a compressed compressed seasons because of COVID. Yeah, we really need to look after this lad because at the moment he's like 
one of the only bright sparks. You know, him and him and Tierney are two of the only bright sparks in the team. Yeah, no, Phil. He gets kicked a lot at the minute. Well, Donny Mark in the Premier League. I mean, I, I see the stat that he he gets behind Grealish, his most failed player in the Premier League in the last ten weeks, I think. Yeah, and it's it's they they know they all know you know they're all going to suss very quickly that that's the way to stop him is to get close to him and just keep tapping his ankles all the time and rotate that round your team and you'll stop Saka playing or you'll kick him out of the game so that he's got to come off. So, uh, you know, all of those things are going to happen. So we can't just put all our eggs in his basket, you know, as good as a good a player he, as he is and as brilliant as he will be in the future. We've, uh, you know, we've got to think about not, not relying on him too much. On the other thing on the goal, Gav, I just want to say in all right, which obviously, as you said, I jumped up over the moon, do you know what I mean? I mean, if you're going to win a tie, that's how you want to do it. And the last couple of minutes, going out in the way, goals, Bosch. But what I say again, just one of my gripes in football, although we scored that goal, I've jumped up, yes, with a couple of mates. And then straight away, oh, fuck, he's onside. Like you're looking like you're waiting for VAR. And it ruins the moment a bit, doesn't it? That you think, fuck, is he off here? Like you can't really celebrate properly because you're thinking, even when I see the replay, I thought he's miles on. Then they chipped it that long. You're like, they're going to fucking turn us over. They're going to turn us over. It's just—it's horrible, isn't it? It's horrible watching a game like that. Yeah, no. I mean, the good thing really, I thought the, the VAR decisions tonight were pretty quick, whereas like, they seem to be twice as quick as they are on the Premiership game. It just seemed like. Yeah, I think the they definitely do it better in Europe than they do with that, in the Prem. Hundred percent, I agree with that. Yeah, it, it was quicker. Like I say, it, I do agree with you, mate. It, and what the mistakes. And the, the mess that VAR has actually been in this season, I don't think, in especially in the Premier League, I don't think there was much cause that it's actually improved the game. If anything, it's made it worse because it's actually shown that the ref can get it wrong and VAR can get it wrong and you can still end up having an argument about a decision, uh, even though everybody's seen it on you know 20 or 30 different angles. And then you can have a game the next day where it's an absolute similar incident, which is called the other way by the referee and by VAR. So I, I, I just don't get it. There's, you know, VAR should be for consistency of calls by the officials. And it, it's just not happening that way. But anyway, uh, we won. We're through. And... There's a question at the beginning of the chat when we first logged on earlier. I'm going to whack it up now, if I can, if I can still find it. Here we go. Sean Duffy, if you're still watching and listening. Do you think our setter should have been sacked if we'd lost tonight? <laughs> go on, Charlie. Well, me personally, I'd have said no. And I don't think the ball would have either. But I did say on Twitter earlier on, I think he would have been under a lot of pressure. I mean, like, just from the fans and the top kick atmosphere on Twitter and stuff, and he would have been, it would have lost a lot of people if we had. I think people have been a bit upset with some of the stuff he's done this season and the way it's worked. I mean, I've still not really forgiven him for that FA Cup, giving it away. I think that was disgraceful considering it was probably the thing last year that put him in in sort of such a high esteem for Arsenal fans, regard of Arsenal fans. I don't think he would have got sacked just because your relationship with the board, but it would have been the start of his demise, I think. And when sometimes managers get that that sort of 
movement behind them where if it worn them out, it's very, very hard to get rid of it. And tonight would have been very damning for him. Two years on the spin, losing round of 32. <laughs> Go on, Mark. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I mean, you know me, Gav, like I'm not shy in, in uh, coming forwards when it comes to criticising a manager. But um, no, I mean, I don't think he, he, he would or should have been sacked. I think you think about it. He's not, the club know that if we want to get into Europe next year, we've either got to do something pretty amazing over the rest of the league season to get into those, into the top six places, uh, or we've got to win the Europa League. And I don't know, performances like uh, we've seen against a, a reasonably average Benfica side don't, exact, don't exactly fill you full of confidence when you're playing some of the uh, other better teams in the latter stages. So the, the, I don't think he's under a great deal of pressure by the board at the moment. I would suggest he's probably got the rest of this year at the very least um, to see what he does, um, particularly with the fact that in the summer he can probably make a, a few more changes to the, the playing staff. However, it's Charlie's spot on with what he said. He would have lost a whole load more of the fans um, tonight if we'd have gone out. You know, you can you, you see on Twitter, I, you know, I only follow like a couple of hundred people, but you know, I see that there are people who who have turned and who are not who are not um, behind him, and that would have just gone a long way. Apart from the emotional side of the game tonight, it would have gone a long way as well. So, and. Whilst that, you know, what really does that matter unless you've actually got enough fans that are going to do something about it, which we've seen in the past. Um, I, I think he, he'd have probably been all right for a while longer. Um, I, don't, I just think people people are not prepared at the moment to give the guy, you know, to, to think about the fact that he's a brand new manager. He's been in the job, what, 15 months now? 15 months he's been a Never manager, had a pre-season properly. Yeah, he, he's in the middle of... Right. Covid pandemic, no one has ever managed him before. You know, he's had he's had the mess that was left behind from Wenger and and to a certain extent Emery as well that he's had to sort out. And he's managed, thankfully, to get rid of some of the the, the crap that we did have left. Uh, yeah, and and you know, and he's he's got he's got uh, he's trying to implement his ideas, and he's got a lot. The thing is, the guy's learning on the go. He's trying to learn as he's doing. Now, the problem I have. And I'm sure probably Charlie would say exactly the same thing. Is that he's made some decisions where you think, hold on, why are you not learning? You're making mistakes here, and you're making the same mistakes. You need to be learning from these. You need to be showing that you're learning tactically about what's going on in games, what substitutions you're making, and when you're making them. Things like that that I think could, if he carries on the way he is, that's the things that will really, really get a lot of um, the less knee-jerk fans on his back. Uh, so I don't think no, I don't think he'd have been sacked tonight. But I think um, but you've just said there, he, Mark, he has about, to start improving. What you said about learning, I mean, I, you're absolutely spot on. But I think, I mean, I've been very, I mean, I was very vocal. Wenger out. I thought Emery was very unfairly dealt with in a way. I think I think he was on a on a on an island to nothing really. Anyone who took after that job and what Wenger left behind. Um, but I think I'll tell. He does some really good things. You think refreshing. I like that. And then he just does some other things. That he, some games this season where he's come out afterwards and talking about crosses. And and uh, you know when you look at the thing, you think just shut up, mate. Like you're talking absolute rubbish. And like it, it, like I mean, I'm all about defending your team and picking up from and that. But sometimes you just talk nonsense. And what we spoke about earlier on, Mark, about 
dropping Pepe after bigging him up. Things like that. These are the little things that he is new. He's an experienced manager. And he's not at a team like Man City, where he has been. He's got to know, in a way, where the level we're at. And I think you're right with that. He's been... It's just little things he needs to learn on. Just, just be a bit more honest and open sometimes as well. Like moaning at referees sometimes. I don't know. We've got the ump and that. As a manager, just rise above that. Don't look for the excuses sometimes. Yeah, I mean, see, from my point of view, is I mean, I, I see a lot of people from a lot of different perspectives because you know, I follow a lot of people due to the shop and all that. And the problem with that is whilst they're generally decent people, they retweet and they quote tweet some absolute plums. And the problem with social media, especially Twitter at the moment, is it's almost like a race to the bottom for these Pond Life fan TV people, right? Who are all just trying to make a name for themselves by who can be the most extreme. And you know some of them are going to be screaming our setter out before the actual game has even finished. And We've actually bloody won the game and gone through. So that that's my problem and my issue with it is with Wenger, and you know, I wanted him gone a long time before he went. Uh a long time before a lot of people wanted him out either. Uh that was a considered opinion in my behalf. I was considering the amount of people he brought through the youth team, I was considering how he spent his money, I was considering the fact that he wasn't improving. If anything, we was further away from the title each year. And to me, that was a considered opinion. People's opinion on our setter at the moment, unfortunately, a lot of them is knee-jerk, wanting attention, uh, and not seeing any Idiots. bigger... <laughs> Basically, they're not seeing any form of bigger picture. And, you know, like I say, I mean, George Graham came in and set the world on fire straight away and got rid of the old players who thought they were full of themselves, which Arteta was only just done, blooded some youngsters and brought them through together, which is what Arteta is trying to do. And I still see similarities with that. I mean, like you, Charlie, I was immensely pissed off with throwing away the FA Cup game, especially when he was rested for it. And then misses the next three or four games because he hurt himself in training. So, I mean, that was complete bollocks to start with. But he's a young manager and you've only got to listen to the the interview with Pep Guardiola after the last game against Man City with what a sort of high regard he deals, deals in then. The problem Marteta's got at the moment is his ideas and his plans, unfortunately, he hasn't got the talent actually get them plans done so it is down really and a huge 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 summer this year for him to bring players in that he feels he can actually fulfill the roles and fulfill the jobs that he wants them to do on the pitch so that's why i just think it's incredibly naive and almost attention seeking backward morons uh look are actually calling for our setter to go i i just I, don't, I, don't, I honestly don't get it. Yeah, I mean, well, I the, don't, the, don't get it. the other thing as well, Gav, is that you sort of say, okay, well, if you, you sack Arteta, who are you going to give the job to? You know, who's, who's, who, who are you going to give the job to? And at the end of the day, they've got the same squad. 
So, you know, what, 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 how much better are they going to get out of that squad? You know, they see the one thing I would say is that, the, the, unfortunately, the squad, um, you know, plus a few that we've managed to get rid of, uh, did their utmost to get rid of Emery, they, you know, and they, they, they won the day there. They managed to get him sacked. Um, oh, Emery's got to take responsibility as well, obviously, but I think a lot of that was the squad that, that had it in for him. Um, so, you know, he's, he's, this squad looks like at least they're trying for him and they're just having a, they're just having a, a season that is, you know, yeah, it is probably the worst season that we've had in many a year, but you just kind of got, you, we got to get on with it. You know, there's no point going too mental over things. And yeah, while I understand completely the emotional side of, of football, uh, not not that I not that I, I, I buy into it quite so much now for various reasons, but I understand why during a, a defeat or just right after a defeat, everybody wants to have a vent and, and slag everyone off and that. I get that, and that's allowed. But you know, if you're going to look at it in the cold light of day, and and turn around and say, oh, you know, I'll take as a fraud, I'll take should be sacked and that. You know, I mean, obviously there are muppets that do it um, for uh, for attention and for for their YouTube channels or whatever, you know, but they, they should be discounted because, you know, their opinion doesn't really matter once they're doing it for, for, for money. Um, you know, the other people that you've got to trust is, is, is that they'll have a more respective, uh, a, a more uh, perspective on it. That's, that's a bit calmer and that, you know, and not be so knee jerk. Yes, of course he's made mistakes and he will continue to make mistakes because he's virtually still new at this job, brand new at this job. Uh, so people need to just sort of like not, you know, and I'm not saying trust the process. You know, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, give the guy a bit more, bit more time. And I, I think he'll get, he'll get the rest of this year. And obviously if, if he doesn't manage to um, improve the way the club's going by the time we get to next Christmas, then I think the club do need to sort of think about it. He needs to be back to as well though, Mark Dineen. Let's, let's be totally honest. We know that what we need in certain areas and certain positions We've done the hard work getting rid of the people he doesn't want there now. So now there's no point in them fucking doing all that and then getting rid of it. He's obviously got an idea. He knows what players he wants out, what players he wants in. They've done well to get party in. It's just our luck that he's been injured as long as he has been. He's never been injured yeah. in his life at Atletico Madrid. But now <laughs> we need to get the players that he wants in, his players he wants at his team. Because he's inherited a really bad team with a bad atmosphere. So yeah. he's done the hard work and he's he's been strong. Right? I mean, like, Emery tried to be strong, and then he got mugged off by Ozil. Ozil won. So now what he's done, he, he, you can see he's not taking no fucking muppets. He's going to do out the door. Saliba, that's a bit of a clown, got rid of him. Do you know what I mean? He ain't suffering the bullshit, which I like as a manager. I really do. I yeah. much prefer to see that than players taking yeah. the piss. So yeah. hopefully <laughs> this summer, he's got to be back, though, because that's the thing. There's no point in doing that if we don't go and buy the players he needs to want. Because I, I still think he's criminal when you bring a left back in in January. Very poor planning for a squad. It was. I'm I'm sure they were looking, but, you know, maybe they just couldn't find one. But the other problem we've got is, again, is, of course, we're still in the middle of all this shit. And, uh, you know, I don't think there'll be fans back for anything except maybe, you know, the the last home game. And even then, it's like, what, 10,000 or something. So there's there's not going to be a great deal of money. Cronky doesn't give the club money to spend. You know, people who think that are talking out of their fucking arse, to be fair. Yep. He doesn't give the club money to spend. You know, he, he, he'll he release club funds. That's about it. And he's, he's done a lot of that and it's been spent badly. I mean, we've spent a huge chunk of money, you know, writing off contracts to get rid of some of these players over, over uh, January and that, which was good news to get them out the door. 
So we're going to have to be smart again in the summer. You know, and bar the, bar the players we've got on loan, I still think we need probably at least four to five players to, for, for if you want a really, really good first 11. That is going to challenge for, uh, for even top four, to be honest, let alone challenge for a title and, um, and, and you know, the, uh, a European trophy. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of work to be done and people just need to uh, have a bit more perspective about it, I think. But it's football, isn't it? So... Asking yeah. people to, to, to be calm and rational about things is not really going to work. <laughs> no, fair enough. Right. Uh, I've been looking on the, the BBC website, so I know who... The people who voted on the BBC website are voted for Man of the Match tonight. Uh, Charlie, who was yours? I think just, to be honest with you, just because after what happened last week and the goals he's actually scored to put us through, I'm going to say about me. Vangang was voted second. Mark, who do you think? Uh, I'd, I'd have gone uh, Saka or Tierney. Right, go on, take a pick. Uh, I would say Tierney, because I think that goal, without that goal, we were fucked. Excuse yeah, my no, language. Yeah. No, on, on the BBC, yeah, I mean, I would have gone Saka, to be fair. Vangang uh, basically was doing his job by being in the right place at the right time. That's where he's that's what that's why he paid the big money to be there. Uh, <laughs> up he's like a little bit of more specific. make it sound so simple, mate. <laughs> Charlie, if, if I was a foot if I was a foot taller and ten seconds fast over hundred meters, mate, that would be me, trust me. Exactly that. If my auntie had bollocks should be my uncle, lovely. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, certainly got man in the match seven point nine nine BBC. Uh bang yang second and Saka third. Uh Less than next on Sunday, Charlie. Lovely. This, uh, so, maybe another tough game, that, isn't it? Um, we do well against Yeah, we no, person, Do we know if Madison's... Well, we haven't won up there for quite a while. Um, do we know if Madison's there on Sunday or not? I mean, I've, it's a tough game. I mean, I think it's not a game that worries me that we can get tonked, but it'd be tight. I think we've just got to take our chances. We have a lot of possession of the ball. And we just got to make sure we fucking keep an arm Varda. He always scores against us, domain. But I'm going to go for a 2 0 Arsenal win. Mark? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll say, given that we're in bloody uh, Athens at the moment and they've got a nice home game, which I believe they're playing at home in Leicester, uh, I, I've got a little bit of a worry about that game, to be fair. So I'm going to say we'll get a 1 0 draw. Yeah, they were uh, so far 37 minutes gone and they're nil nil tonight and nil nil on aggregate. So we've got to hope that that stays as nil nil. And they yeah, time tonight. It's a funny one, yeah. right? Uh, Madison worked, didn't play the last game for Leicester, yeah, and it was reported that he weren't playing, uh, outside of the club, and the club put an inquiry in of why he wasn't playing. Anyway, it turned out there's some sort of fantasy football league that the players are in with a few fans, right? All the players knew he weren't playing and took him out the side, right? So everybody knew he weren't playing the next game, which is, yeah, uh, yeah daft. Anyway, thank you for joining me, boys. Uh, I Cheers, might, guys. Uh, might try and put the, uh, uh, the tune on the end just because Paul's going to rinse me whatever I do now anyway. Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining me. Uh, and we won, and we're through, and that's the buddy mate thing, isn't it? 
Lovely. Come definitely, you, definitely, mate. Up the arse. Up the arse, Nog. Let's go. See if this works. It might work. We never know. No, it's not going to work, is it? <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs>